Hello once again everyone, thanks for tuning in to another edition of The Card is Going to Change. And before we get into this week's episode, as always, we want to give a thanks to our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free on whichever platform you choose to listen. A thanks to the merger between SmartMark Video and IWTV, watching AIW has never been easier. If you go to smartmarkvideo.com, you can purchase any DVD that AIW has ever put out. You can also purchase any show that AIW has ever had recorded available for MP4. If streaming services are more your thing, then you can go to independentwrestling.tv, sign up, use the code ABSOLUTE so they know that we sent you. We get a little bit of a kickback. It's very nice and convenient for us, of course, but all the more convenient for you for just $9.99 a month. You can watch a rotating archive of AIW shows plus live AIW streams and other independent wrestling promotions as well, along with original series from IWTV. And of course, thanks to Smoke and Jay's Barbecue. Uh, you may have been able to have a little bit when you were at the last show at the Odeon, uh, but check out Smokin underscore Jay's BBQ on all social media to see what sort of food they had to offer. They do some fantastic uh, work in terms of catering, and they've also got a spot down in the Maslin area. Uh, so give them a look and see what sort of delicious food they can provide for you at your next event. And other than that, we roll into this week's show. Uh, Of course, as always, joined by AIW owner John Thorne. My name is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts. We've got much to get to. Uh, We've got a show coming up this week. Much to get to. Thursday. It's a hard sell. Hard sell, baby. It is a hard sell. It's a hard sell week. We've got our Winchester show, Cybernetico de Mayo, on uh, on this Thursday at the Winchester in Lakewood, Ohio. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Eyes of the Beast. We haven't been able to do that yet, uh, but we we can't get into all of it without doing the shout-out segment, John Thorne. So I, I've got a few shout-outs. I don't know if you have any, but uh, leading off, big shout-out. Uh, one of our members of the commentary team at AIW, the newest member of the AIW commentary team, got himself a massive, well-deserved promotion in his, uh, I guess you'd call it nine-to-five job. <laughs> got to be the fastest uh, fastest ascent uh, ever, I think. Right? Since yeah. coming to AIW. It's got to be like yeah, the absolutely. Absolutely. rise rise to power. Yeah, so shout out to Nathan Zagura, uh, who takes over for the legendary uh, Doug Deacon, now your color commentator on the Cleveland Browns game day broadcast alongside Jim Donovan. That's very awesome uh, for him. Very excited for him. Uh, he's going to do a great job. Absolutely, he's he's already had a taste of it in, in games where he's had to fill in. So uh, natural, great fit. But I guess you know nothing's ever assumed in in any line of work. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how uh, legitimate it is, but uh, I do think that, you know, from what he said, I don't know if he's, you know, uh, stroke on my ego or anything, but he did say that the AIW commentary work helped him secure the position. So I don't, I assume maybe he put a reel together or something of that nature Mm -hmm. (laughs) to go on top of his other body of work. Um, but yeah, he was also unsure if he would still, you know, be allowed to 
you know, work with AIW since, you know, uh, this is, uh, a big time contract, you know, you, you know, he already works with the Browns, but this is, you know, uh, certainly a, uh, a step up, um, to be their, you know, full-time, uh, color person, essentially. Um, like Duke said, that stuff kind of, you know, and privately he said, you know, that's, this is a real big deal because that stuff typically goes to like a player or something like that. So, um, he did say, you know, it did, uh, help, but he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to continue. Um, and you know, shout out to Nathan Zagura. He made sure that, uh, the ability to do AIW commentary was uh, a part of the deal, which is pretty crazy to even, uh, (laughs) think about uh, asking that question. (laughs) I don't think I would ask that question, you know, if, uh, it came to, uh, you know, probably the financial terms that he was was offered. Uh, I I don't know if I would question if I could still do AIW, <laughs> let alone him. So uh, shout out to him. And yeah, I think that's one of those where uh, easier to ask forgiveness things. If that was me, I would I would just try to keep doing AIW, and then if they were like, uh, "Hey, you know, we really don't want you to." focus on anything else anymore you're like oh okay sorry my bad <laughs> yeah but i <laughs> think you know go. they were they were aware of it because you know he did say you know it it helped so maybe you know i i have to assume that there was some sort of you know real or something involved either that or he's just bold face lying to me <laughs> in text messages <laughs> which you know i don't know him that well so maybe that could be true too but <clears throat> nonetheless congratulations to mr nathan zagira uh great guy like honestly like such a good dude um you know he would send aw stuff out like years and years and years ago monsoon classic would always tag him and stuff and um you know try to get you know, raise awareness to the cleveland sports fans um so he's you know secretly been kind of a, a longtime supporter um and you know, it just took Matthew uh, Cardona to to finally get him to to show up, and uh, we kind of you know we told the story, but he was just you know there to watch the show, and uh, we kind of threw him on commentary like with no advance notice, trial by fire. We just said, "Go on, jump on there," and uh, the rest is history, as they say. Yeah, there you go. Uh, other big shout out is to. Uh, a guy we've not seen at AIW in some time. He is an AIW alum, and uh, man, his career is just skyrocketing right now. Uh, and that is Wheeler Yuta. Uh, you know, we haven't talked about much about what he's been doing, but he's been doing some awesome things. He's the Ring of Honor Pure Champion, and uh, th- this week was it this week this weekend i can't really recall which day it was anymore uh but it was announced that uh he will be in the the best of the super juniors best of the super juniors in the best of the super juniors i think it was announced pretty awesome uh thing yeah i think it was saturday or sunday it was announced but uh yeah i think he's like the only guy from aew if i'm not mistaken i mean i could be completely wrong about that but um yeah Good for good for him. Uh, great dude. Another you know, just super great dude. Um, 
no drama, no nonsense type of guy, you know, uh, just a really good dude, uh, which is, you know, uh, at a time of being a good dude in independent wrestling was, was a real hard to come by thing, but, uh, you know, he is, uh, he is certainly one of the good ones. I don't think uh, you could find a soul on earth to say anything bad about Wheeler Yuta. Yeah. I mean, I would absolutely agree. Uh, one of these days he and I still have this, uh, ongoing thing where we were talking so much baseball and we're like, all right, at some point when we get together again, we're going to talk tons and tons of, uh, baseball and old school stories, but, uh, He's we haven't been able now. to yet. He's big, He's time, big now. time now. Big time. Yeah. Uh, Alex Zane also in that tournament, uh, who folks got to see, uh, at AIW more recently. So that's pretty cool too. Uh, other than that, I'm trying to think what other shout outs. Shout out to The Rock as we record this. Dwayne The Rock Johnson celebrating his 50th birthday. I know he's a big avid listener to the show. Big listener. Dwayne. <laughs> DJ. I call him and, DJ. Uh, DJ? You guys are that tight, huh? Yeah, I call him DJ. Uh, and, Dewey. And my, my other personal shout out uh, goes to a guy that I call Uncle Mike, the super pimp. Super pimp took a little bit of a spill at local Cleveland bars. Uh, but he is, he is doing well. I've had some people ask me, including in the student group chat. Uh, he, I got to check on him. Actually, he's supposed to go in for a surgery this week. at some pins and a now broken leg or ankle, uh, pins and a plate, but he's on the up and up. All right. Yeah. What about you, John Thorne? Any, any shout outs here? Oh, I got a shout out. It's maybe bring the mood down, but, uh, this can oh, boy. be a, be a nice segue though into uh, what we're going to talk about uh shout out to my dad who not many people know like pretty much almost died tuesday the week of eyes of the beast uh crazy yeah. uh just uh, stressful time in the personal life uh to that that tuesday night at like 11 p.m i got a text from my sister that said uh dad is in an, leaving in an ambulance and i said what so I, I called her and she said she had to call me back um the parent like she was waiting to talk to a paramedic or something <coughs> and uh yeah i guess he just I don't know, you know, just the, they really had no explanation, honestly, for what happened. But um, he couldn't breathe and he was my, you know, my sister still lives at home and he was uh, able to call her, but he couldn't talk. And she went, you know, she went into his room to see what was going on and he turned uh, purple and fell, fell down unconscious uh, so she called nine one one, and you know they had to revive him. And uh, by the time I got out there, you know he was he was awake, but he was in like a resuscitation room, which means you know they had to work on him and and bring him back. And um, <clears throat> so that was going on, you know, with uh, about three days to go into this gigantic show. Uh, and he was hospitalized. In fact, you know, when the show was getting ready to start, he didn't, you know, he didn't know what was, what I was doing, but he calls me at like, he called me at seven twenty-five, 
And uh, to give me like an update on everything that was going on, like on Friday night, he calls me at 725. So the show had started, you know, unbeknownst to me. Uh, luckily, you know, we are pretty much a well-oiled machine as far as it goes to, to go live and get things rolling. But, mm-hmm. uh, man, uh, just a, a, a crazy, crazy week. He, he ended up getting uh, released from the hospital uh, on Sunday, uh, that Sunday. And, you know, he's ongoing, you know, complications and, and things like that. Uh, no, like, official, I guess, diagnosis other than, you know, he smoked for a lot of years and worked in a factory around chemicals. I guess his lungs are just uh, deteriorating somewhat. So he was just unable to to catch his breath. And they think, you know, maybe that caused him to have a panic attack. And uh, But yeah, ongoing, just crazy, crazy, crazy week um, for, you know, and that's why it was extra awesome with how, like, just heavily attended and the support and everything that we had on uh, that Friday night at eyes of the beast, because man, I was like totally just like uh, exhausted mentally throughout the week. Yeah. And we'll, you know, we'll get into eyes of the beast here, but uh, you know, dad's doing okay now, right? He's, he's out of the hospital and, and he is out of, he feel, is out feeling of the hospital. Better at least. Um, you know, he's, not feeling he's not feeling great you know he's, it's getting to that point to where you know they want like him to be near ox like an oxygen source of some sort you know so they had to like put all this stuff in his house and um you know they want you know people like like nurses checking on him which he is very against you know uh as most of mm-hmm. our parents are they don't want to kind of uh submit to father time or you know health issues so that's been a little right. bit of a um i don't want to say debate but uh you know it's <laughs> uh stubbornness you know um so you know i've just been dealing with that stuff but he's he's doing better you know they they got him set up at home he's uh, adjusting i guess to the situation <coughs> And you know he's he was diagnosed with with uh, liver cancer not that long ago, so all sorts of kind of things happening that he's not really uh, prepared to accept at this point. So you know that's kind of difficult situation to be in when you gotta try to talk sense into a, a, a parent. But uh, yeah, that's been. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that's been my, my last couple weeks, um, you know, and that's also why, you know, this, the Cybernetico DeMaio stuff announcements and just getting things together have been a little uh, slower than usual uh, just because it's just been a crazy, crazy couple weeks in my life just dealing with uh, the personal stuff. And then, you know, you're juggling you know the the full-time job and trying to get all this stuff sorted out uh, so much so that you know <coughs> the card was for this thursday had to change a little bit uh as of like i don't know half hour an hour ago uh we had to shift some things around so yeah just yeah. been just been cr- 
I mean, crazy. Crazy. What? Yeah, well, let's uh, let's use this, I guess, a little bit of a escapism, so to speak, and and talk about some some fun things. Uh, yeah, Eyes of the Beast. You, you said it, man. The turnout was fantastic. We knew going in that we were going to have a fantastic turnout. Pre-sale was great. We had some sales at the door. Uh, man, uh, you know we're we're beyond the shout out segment here at this point, but uh, even still, a huge shout out to everybody that came out for that uh and made that an unbelievable excess or success uh i you know we've talked to some people who watched it at home and they felt that energy coming through their tv screen or whatever screen they were watching in uh and you know some some of those people i talked to said man it 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 felt as much like uh being there as possible because of of how great that crowd was uh, and they, you know, a little bit of FOMO from some folks who just weren't able to make it to the show. I, uh, I do want to give a, a one last shout out. I want to give a shout out to Pedro, who, man, like having that task and trying to coordinate um, everything on a show day like that to that capacity when we haven't had uh, so many moving parts in such a long time. I mean, the Shrine shows have you know, obviously exceeded that in the, uh, the show at um, the four sports and East like exceeded the attendance, <clears throat> but like this one just had so many weird moving parts. And um, I am going to give a anti shout out a, a bit of an annoyance and in, in what caused so many of the issues were there were like all these last minute refund requests. And then, Mm. we would put the we would put the ticket on sale and then somebody would buy the ticket and then this one guy bought a ticket refunded the ticket bought the same ticket again bought another ticket refunded it like it was just uh, stuff like that was going on and poor pedro was trying to s- sort through all of these last minute changes and listen uh, we we appreciate 100% the support and the purchasing of tickets uh and i know it's Probably, you know, there were circumstances for for everything. <clears throat> and, you know, we did have a high volume of tickets. So, you know, sold. So there's more of these situations that are going to arise. But it was, you know, down to the wire trying to figure out where, what, you know, what we had left, what we had to sell, you know, who got refunded, who didn't. Because, you know, we still are assigning the seats because, you know, even through COVID with the lower attendance, that was constantly an issue. Um, So we are trying to maintain, you know, the labeling of the seats. Um, And it was just such a task. And, uh, you know, I know Pedro was about at his wits end. As as well as you know, it, it was just felt it was it, it felt like such high pressure um, at Eyes of the Beast for whatever reason, more so than um, we felt in a long time. And you know, I don't know what caused it, but it was just like that show just felt like uh, a tremendous burden of stress for whatever reason. I, I think we were all feeling it that day. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Pedro is uh, one of the main cogs in the wheel that is show day for Ed AIW. There is absolutely no doubt about that. Um, yeah, you know, truthfully, that's a guy that deserves a shout out every single time we do this this podcast. But <laughs> for everything that he does uh, with that and, and the, <coughs> the stress and the burdens that he takes on with it, but uh, we got through it. He even had to add the, those four extra sheets for uh, Mister Miz showing yeah, shout up. Shout out to George. George was in the house at his VIP section. But uh, I, I mean, you know, at some point we can because this is all hard sell day. We don't have to recap the whole show of Eyes of the Beast. That we can kind of come back and talk about it because uh, you know now that we're somewhat getting together with people again. You know, that's that, that's a fun one that we can talk about uh, with them. But uh, what are you know, what are what are some of your your takeaways? I guess we could start. I mean, we might as well just start with Suzuki uh, in in general. Um, you know, for me, I didn't get to talk to him very much, but uh, very nice guy. Uh, and then in general, to me, one of the top five to 10 moments. I think that I've gotten to be witness to or part of within AIW easily. I would say one of the top five, uh, Odeon moments was that Suzuki entrance. Yeah. When everybody's saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't, you know, I, I, I didn't talk to him too much either. I mean, it was just, hello, thank you. Uh, stuff like that. Um, we set him up with, uh, his own kind of private room in the back. So he was kind of left alone to himself and, uh, you know, until it was time to, to go. And, um, when he was done, we got him, you know, back to his hotel so he could get some rest. Cause you know, I know that he has been on the road for this tour for like a crazy amount of time. <clears throat> so, yeah. you know, it was very, it was, it was very businesslike, you know, um, it was just, hello, nice to meet you. Thank you. You know, here's, here's your money <laughs> sort of thing. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, shout out to the, I know he's a freelancer, but new Japan, uh, certainly helped us coordinate all that. And, uh, they're very integral in, uh, making this a reality. So, um, very happy with uh, <clears throat> with everything. Honestly, um, I guess the only downfall is is you know uh, I, I feel like we could have probably sold a thousand tickets uh, without yeah. <laughs> with how things are are going, um, and we, there's just not a venue that we could have. You know, like it, it's tough because the, the Odeon I think is perfect. Um, I just wish it was a smidge bigger sometimes, you know, like for the situation. Yeah. Like this. Um, but yeah, it, it, it felt great. The energy of the crowd. I mean, I, I feel, uh, you know, we don't have to break down the whole card, but I, I feel like this show was returned form and, um, a little inside baseball, uh, after, the last Tadmore Shrine show, you know, I, I sat down and I gathered, uh, you know, most of the uh, AIW lieutenants, uh, so to speak. And uh, I presented a list of 
things that I think that we are not doing well. Um, and the thing that I don't think people realize is the shows have been good. The shows have been greatly attended. Uh, but I don't, that doesn't, 100% satisfy me as far as, you know, what I think our potential is and what we mm-hmm. can do. And, uh, I wrote down just, all, you know, uh, the Akron show was, was great. And I wrote down all these things that I thought were wrong with it. And, uh, I think that it's kind of, I don't know if that's my mentality. Cause I never really am pleased with too much of anything. Uh, but, I felt that there was a lot of things that we were neglecting and we were just kind of doing what we needed to do to get through the pandemic. And I know people will debate the status of the pandemic, but it feels like we are, we have reached the the point of no return. Finally, uh, whether people agree with that or not, you know, I, I'm not going to debate that, but I felt that, after the last Akron show, uh, there were a lot of things that we needed to address if we were going to return to any sort of normalcy and return to form and return to where we were headed. And uh, I made a gigantic list and I presented it to everybody. And I, f- you know, I'm not going to get into it, but I feel like when this show was being put together, I tried my hardest to apply that as far as the booking and, and and all these different things that I felt were missing show wise. And I, I will still find things that need to be approved, improved upon, but I felt finally at eyes of the beast that we had figured, you know, figured it out at least it may, you know, and I don't want to jinx myself and maybe it's a one night only thing that we figured it out, but it felt like everything that I wanted to fix was fixed and things fell into place. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's one of those things that we talked about a little bit was kind of ordering of matches. I know you weren't too happy with how you did it in show or two previously. And, um, you know, cause that certainly impacts the crowd. And I mean, it seems like they were hot and stayed with us all night. So, uh, I think that worked out well. We talked about returning, you know, a six person scramble. We brought that back. Everybody was, it was high energy for that. And, and that certainly lived up to it. You know, some of those, uh, as you always refer to car crash type matches, uh, are always a fun AIW staple. And really, we had two of those with, within here between uh, the four-way that was just unbelievable with Tom Lawler, Kaplan, PB Smooth, and and uh, Josh Bishop, uh, and that's that six-person scramble. So, you know, all of that is, was so good, top to bottom. I mean, if you have not watched this show on IWTV yet, I mean... Good Lord, uh, from from the opening match of nine to five and, and the main event to, uh, you know, Shaz and McKenzie and uh, Jocelyn to the rematch of Jackson Stone and Dom Garini. I, I mean, just uh, everything. Oh, Matt, I mean, 
I know we're not going to go break it down match by match, but like every everything delivered, I think on this show, you know, the AIW present of Derek Dillinger versus AIW's pass of Matt Cross. What an unbelievable match that was, and in contrast of styles, and w- was just so great. And obviously, we talked about the Suzuki match, and there's the entrance and that unbelievable moment. But it's a it's such a star making performance for anyone who was tuning in because Suzuki was on the show. I mean, what a star making per- performance for Isaiah Broner, who has been busting his ass well-deserved and uh, you know, he was ready for it, man. He, he, he the, the moment was not too big for uh, Isaiah Broner and uh, just so proud of, of that performance that he gave in that match too. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I was, I was happy with, uh, all of it, honestly. Um, <clears throat> maybe one, one or two little things I would have, I would have changed. But um, all in all, and Whiskers agrees, it was. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was very happy with it. Um, you know, that's that doesn't happen very often, um, but. You know, I was happy that, you know, I was able to be realistic about what was lacking and uh, be honest with myself and um, <clears throat> be honest kind of with with the, the, you know, inner circle uh, of sorts as to what I think we need to do and um, what we, you know, and how we need to continue to make some adjustments moving forward. So, um, yeah, I was happy with everything. The other, uh, the other big moment that comes from the show that's being talked about, uh, I'd be remiss if I, it did not bring up, uh, happens in our main event, the, the championship match between Matt Cardona and Josh prohibition and a little, little Sophia prohibition, gets involved in this thing and uh it's taken the internet by storm this week over the last uh yeah over the last week plus now at this point yeah that i mean that was pretty crazy i mean you know admittedly if i probably would have known uh too much about that in advance i probably would have been like i don't know about this you know but uh <laughs> you know that's just one of those things uh you know i i felt that we were lacking uh moments and um there it was you know uh what a moment that was uh just incredible uh probably well over a million views uh on social media at this point uh i and you know i know that that was very special for josh prohibition um so yeah i mean just that's what it's all about right i mean just stuff like that is just you know you can't you can't plan that you can't, you know, fabricate that sort of reaction. And, uh, man, it was just perfect. Yeah. I mean, you talk about, uh, getting the crowd invested in a match and emotionally and, uh, and those two, the, the whole lead up and build up and Josh's distaste for Matt Cardona because he didn't really, do much time or do any time, so to speak on the Indies and, you know, didn't do things the right way, according to Josh. And 
and Cardona just not understanding and being being as brash as he is. Uh, and then even talking trash to Sophia during the course of the match and her getting it. I mean, if you are a wrestler and you know, you're like, okay, I don't do dives and flippy stuff. Uh, I'm kind of strong. I can do some, I could pull off some moves. I can be in a match. I could do some technical stuff, but you're just wondering what else you can bring and, and how to get a crowd behind you. Uh, you know, we talked about it many times. It's that emotional investment in a match and telling a story within a match. I, I would say go back and watch this one. Now, they, they don't all, and not everybody has a daughter, of course, to get involved in a matchup. I'm not saying that they should do that, but there is just such a, a great a feel of pro wrestling storytelling throughout that main event matchup, I think. Yeah, and you know, that's really what I wanted it to be for the most part. You know, I, I know, you know, uh, Cardona has been put through the ringer with the shooters and uh, doors and all sorts of uh, things. I, I really wanted to have a, a great, you know, traditional main event style main events. Um, and uh, the fact that, you know, that viral moment came out of it was, was even better. <coughs> But uh, very, very excited uh, with how the show went, uh, uh, you know, all in all. All right, let's shift gears. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll cover that thing, break that sucker down match by match on another day. Uh, but of course, folks, go watch that. It's on IWTV right now. You can watch the replay. Uh, let's talk about this Thursday, Cybernetico de Mayo. Uh, you know, this comes from... What an homage to you know Chikara has done this, uh, had done this. Previously. I will say this to cut you off. I now hear, yeah. with, I now hear with that, what Ed Bates is always complaining about, and it's one hundred percent on your end. I hear it. What is it? I hear it's like a little. Uh, I don't know if it's your, if your microphone is on like uh, an arm or something, but it, it's a little. Uh, I don't know if you touch it, but there's a little. There's a little right there. It just did it. It's a little like. Uh, just a little clanging sort of sort of thing going on. I finally, I've never paid attention to it, and now I just heard it. There it is. Oh, no, all I'm all I'm doing is uh, holding it. I wonder if my cord's not in all the way. It's making a. It could be your cord. I think your cord. I think the mic is so sensitive. If you know, maybe the cord is hitting or moving, and it's picking it up. Heck if I know. Heck if I know. What's a how to put it back on the arm? I haven't. Uh, put it on an arm yet. So I just hold it the whole time. So I'm sure it's probably something I'm doing. Uh, all right. So let's talk about this though. Uh, this whole thing, the cybernetico is going to be our main event. You've got team Garini versus team Carrington. Why, why this idea? Why now John Thorne? Um, honestly <laughs> did not realize when we set all these dates, <laughs> did not realize it was Cinco de Mayo. Um, and, you know, I, I guess kind of funny that I just said that, but I think Ed Bates was the one that was like, Hey, what are you doing for Cinco de Mayo? And I was like, I want, I mean, that's not like, I don't eat Mexican food. Like, that's not like a day that like stands out to me ever, you know? So I'm like, what? <laughs> What, uh, I don't know. What are you talking about? And he's like, oh, that's, you know, that's on the, the list of dates. <coughs> and I went, oh, fuck. 
Uh, okay. And then, um, I don't know. Like I just, it just came into my head. Cyber, cybernetico de Mayo, de Mayo. And, uh, I said, Dom, send me a, send me a promo shot with your stupid luchador mask on. And, uh, I, th- I think we're going to do this and we're going to figure it out later. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, uh, that's really the story behind it. Honestly. Um, you know, it's not some like dream of mine to do a cybernetico or anything like that. Uh, I just think that it fit, you know, based on the fact that we are doing an event on Cinco de Mayo, give a little uh, Mexican flair to the events. Uh, certainly probably not going to see too many luchadors in the Winchester, but, um, you know, figured that we could, uh, you know, go along with the theme of the uh, holiday, uh, have a little fun, give uh you know, give a <clears throat> a crazy sort of concept match uh, to uh, sixteen of the uh, roster members and um, kind of challenge them a little bit to study. And uh, I'm sure it's going to be very long. It can't be, you know, uh, everything can't be called as they say in the the wrestling locker room. Uh, so it's going to be uh, a learning experience for 16 participants. And that's what I'm most looking forward to. Yeah. So as of this recording right now, uh, there's a draft taking place and there are still multiple people to be drafted to both teams, team Greeny and team Carrington. Uh, Casey with the most recent draft pick now rounding out his team uh, is the Duke Eric Taylor from the Bitcoin boys and one half of the IW tag team champions, uh, Philly Collins. So that's his team right now. Some, some guys who are actually good at team action. So that's, that works for him on the other side, team Garini. He's still got a lot more drafting to do. He's currently on the clock, but he's got Wes Barkley and Arthur MacArthur thus far. Uh, make sure you're following AIW on social media at AI wrestling. You're going to just see got the draft. I- Hold on, I think oh, oh, oh. I think his pick is in. Um, pick is obviously, in. obviously, it is. Uh, you know, this will be announced by the time the by the time this podcast comes out. But uh, let me take a look and see. <clears throat> Here's the little. Uh, the little draft bell go off. I think that was just whiskers. Right whiskers is running amok in the office today. <laughs> Team Green is now on the clock. Chuck the Stone. In. Chuck Stone. Wow. So, oh, that's, that's the first. Sticks. We have a uh, complete tag team on Team Greeny. That's a first. Oh, we do. Yeah. How about that? We've got a uh, bulking season. So right now is. It's I don't Dominic know how Greeny. I don't really know yeah. how I would how I would rate either team right now. There are Do you feel like it's pretty pretty even. I mean, they're pros and cons to both sides. <coughs> Greeny's you know, definitely got the overall size. Well, maybe not Philly and the Duke. Maybe well, better. you know, I was I thinking know. about it, and it's just like, well, you know, it, it, you think Team Greeny is more stacked, but then you have Philly Collins tag champion, the Duke who is, you know, just dastardly. 
yeah, and just years of experience, well-educated in the ring and out, um, you know, so no, uh, I, I assume that the Duke is, was the first pick to kind of, uh, moneyball this team for Casey Carrington. That is why I would, I think yeah. the Duke won one overall. <laughs> I mean, I really have no other explanation, uh, other than he wanted to utilize, uh, the Duke's expertise in things. Yeah, I mean, the Duke knows how to, not only does he know how to manipulate a match in general, but he knows how to work a multi-man match. And and he's like the he's like a good player coach, if that makes sense, you know? <coughs> yeah, absolutely. And he's got that boot. He's got that boot, the wild car. Uh, not really a whole lot of in-ring rules to Cybernetico. If I remember this right, right? Like it's pretty, it's pretty loose, luchador style rules. Well, so Arthur MacArthur did put a video out trying to explain it. Um, he did, yeah. So it's it's teams of eight, but you have to set a batting order, like baseball. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your leadoff wrestler and the other team's leadoff wrestler, they wrestle. Then there's uh, a man on deck man in the hole, and then the rest of the lineup. So it can go tag. You could tag out or you can roll underneath the bottom rope for a lucha tag. And then the next person in in the lineup, whoever's on deck must enter the ring, but it's only one-on-one. You see what I'm saying? Sure. So, I mean, it it really is going to depend on how they set these batting orders. There's so many different facets to this match. Um, I really don't know how it's going to go. It's either going to be great or it's going to be a total disaster. Um, but we'll see. And just because one team moves on in their batting order doesn't mean the other team has to move on in theirs. Correct. You can, you can kind of, you could, yeah, you could just, you know, if you, if you can beat them, you can beat them. And then, you know, as people are eliminated, they are removed from the batting order. And um, say if one team has multiple people left, then they must wrestle each other until there's only one winner. So there you go. That's an important part of this that uh, people need to know. So it's not. So yeah, even though they are on teams, it's not a team. It it it's not a team event. I mean, it is and it isn't because once you you know once you go through the opposing team, you must, you know, then go through whoever's left on your team. So there's one winner of the Cybernetico de Mayo. That's it. One person overall will, uh, will be the victor on this. So this is going to get really interesting. I mean, you could have, uh, a team that does a clean sweep and, you know, then then, eight, then, and then they compete against each other. And then, you know, you're, who you draft could be come your worst nightmare because That's true. Of, you know, they could be the ones that take you out. Yeah. Yeah. And it, a lot of nuances to that there. Cause then, you know, let's say as we now know it, team Garini wins and they've got all eight guys. Well, you, you got to assume that, uh, bulking season is going to work together. And then we could get in a scenario where bulking season 
are the final two guys and they got to fight Chuck each other. and Arthur going right after each other. They have to fight wow. each other. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of different things that can happen. Um, hopefully it turns out it, 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 at the end of the day, I hope it's just entertaining for how, for however long it goes on. I imagine, you know, you got to go through 15 eliminations. This one is going to take a little bit of time. Yeah. And, uh, and this is not the only, uh, matchup on the show for everybody wondering while it, it will take up a bulk of the time. There are other things happening on this show, uh, already announced, uh, members only taking on two infinity and beyond and members only coming off a great showing. They came up a little bit short, uh, in, in the Odeon, but, uh, taking on really, even though they're not the tag champs, they're still one of the measuring sticks in AIW when it comes to tag team competition uh, with Colin and Cheech there on the other side of the ring with them on this night. Yeah, I just thought that this was uh, a great opportunity for members only. They've been working incredibly hard and, uh, you know, doing great uh, every time, you know, we throw some sort of new scenario at them. <coughs> Colin and Cheech are the measuring stick, you know, uh, and whether they, whether members only wins or, or loses, I think is irrelevant. Honestly, as, as crazy as that sounds, I think <clears throat> when you're in there with Colin and Cheech, they force you to be better. And, uh, you know, I think everybody wants that for members only, um, so this is, you know, win, lose, or draw for members only. I don't think that matters. This is really a gift to them to go out and test themselves, but not only test themselves, learn and gain knowledge from who I feel are probably the most elite tag team on the independence right now, Colin and Cheech to infinity and beyond. Yeah. Why they are still on the independence, I think is, uh, pun unintended, but beyond anybody's uh, realm of thought. These two should be, I don't know. If I had a big money wrestling promotion and I wanted younger wrestlers to get better and I could pay somebody to work with them in any style of match or on television or whatever the case may be and make them look good or do anything, I'd be hiring Colin and Cheech all day long. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Uh, we also have so, some singles competition. We've got a rematch of a matchup that took place in Akron. Uh, Katie Arquette <coughs> and Jocelyn Navarro are set to do battle again this Thursday, this time from the Winchester. Yeah, I think this was uh, really one of the shining moments from the last Tadmore Shrine show in Akron. Um, and, you know, selfishly, I just wanted to see it again. That's, there you, you know, there's, there's no big storyline or anything like that. I just think that they uh, worked very well together. Um, They both were very aggressive and, um, you know, it was shockingly a bit of a, a brawl at times, a a hard hitting encounter. Um, And, you know, I just thought, you know, what better than to uh, put them in the intimate environment of the Winchester and just let them go out there and fucking throw down again. That's it. I mean, that's it. Honestly, I just want to, I, I want to see it again. I thought that I thought it was great to watch last time and I just wanted to see it again. 
say you don't need a better explanation than that. Um, another singles matchup on here, uh, two guys that we've seen in scrambles or multi-man matches, uh, but this time they're going to go one-on-one. We're going to see Johnny Patch versus Riley Rose. Yeah, it's, I a, mean, it's a good opportunity for both these guys <laughs> to, to finally go one-on-one, you know? I thought that they both had excellent showings uh, at Eyes of the Beast, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's that's the benefit of, uh, you know, the, the cards at the Winchester. Um, they're a little looser as far as uh, what we can do and, you know, experimentation and things of that nature. And I thought, you know, let's throw these guys out there and uh, let them go for it. So that's, you know, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and then, folks, we have a couple of, of tag team debuts on this card. Uh, in one matchup, you've got nine to five. Uh, they're not new to anybody here at AIW. You've seen them over the last several months. Uh, taking on uh, the Bang Bros. Yeah, um, Bang Bros have um, you know have been very impressive uh, at Black Label. You know they do freelance, freelance underground. <coughs> also, um, I won't reveal what they did, but they were. Uh, on the super secret gathering of the juggalos roster over the summer, mm-hmm. uh, helping out. Uh, and you know, I, I, that was a very AIW, uh, heavy crew, but, uh, they were involved in that as well. And, uh, great guys, you know, super motivated, hungry to get out there. Um, not always an opportunity to get on a Tadmore shrine or a Odeon card. Um, so, you know, again, this is another example of, being able to try some things out and experiment. Uh, so we're going to give the bang bros a shot. Well, there you go. And then on the other side of things, uh, another tag team matchup, which will feature a new tag team debuting. You have the Von Englands, Sid and Eden. They are back in action and they are taking on a team where we've seen one competitor compete as a, a singles but he will be teaming up with his regular tag team partner. It is the team of Money Shot. Uh, Zach Nystrom is someone we've seen at AIW, but his regular tag team partner, uh, the Man Dime, is going to be in on this thing. This thing as well. Yeah, Dean. you know, and um, you know, we we've uh, seen Nystrom a few times. <clears throat> um, Elijah Dean, the Man Dime, he has been uh, coming around and showing his face for a long time honestly it's you know close to a year um that he's been coming around and you know just uh being available if we needed them and uh unfortunately no opportunities opened up uh so you know this is uh you know throwing them a bone and, and seeing what they can do as a tag team um you know, even, you know, Zach Nystrom has been out with an injury and uh, they have still been making the trip from uh, Pit, the Pittsburgh area and coming and helping out and, um, you know, stuff like that. It goes a long way. You know, you know, I do preface that with I don't want a, a single file line of wrestlers showing up uh, on show days. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those things to where um, they've come around and. <coughs> They've uh, helped out and shown face and, you know, we're going to, it can't always make a guarantee on, you know, some of the, some of the bigger cards that, you know, those go to uh, mostly roster members first, but going to give them a shot here at the Winchester. 
And that's what I love about these shows. I, I, I know it's redundant and I, I say it every time, but it's really fun to kind of be a little looser around the, um, you know, not being so tied to the booking of <coughs> where things are, are, are going as far as, um, you know, some of the major stories and, and, and in matchups that we're building to uh, at the Odeon or the Tadmore shrine. Uh, we're able to, you know, just uh, do a little bit more here. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you may only see somebody at a Winchester show one time and um, other times, you know, they could, they could develop into a full-time roster member. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, this may be Zach's first match back from injury. If not his very first, it's certainly one of, um, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of if he has been anywhere else since uh, really coming out and returning from this. So it'll be good to see him back in action. Uh, and as we said, these guys uh, team up regularly outside of AIW, so it'll be good to have them together here. And the Von Englands, we have not seen that a little while. It's been a few months. This is, this is hardly a reward for welcoming them back because uh, these fellows at Money Shot, man, they are – they are jacked. Uh, so yeah. The work is cut out for the Von Englands. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're going to see what happens. I think it's, you know, one of those things that's, uh, you see who's available and who wants an opportunity. And, you know, it's not necessarily always the best opportunity, but, uh, you know, I think the Von Englands are certainly prepared for it. They've been working extensively, uh, you know, outside of AIW. Um, so I'm interested to see, you know, how they've developed as well. Well, you talk about, uh, opportunities and the, the final match will, I'll throw out there for this Thursday. Uh, somebody's going to get an opportunity. I don't know if it's going to be a positive one, but it's up for them to make the best of it. Uh, we've got an open challenge, uh, for Isaiah Broner and, uh, I mean, we're putting it out there. Might as well put it out there right now so that if somebody wants to answer this calling, they can do it. Isaiah is a man of few words. He, he believe he told you, Hey, he, he wants a match. He, he wants to have a singles match. Loves, loves fighting at the Winchester. And John Thorne, I think you said it. Okay. And just what, just throwing an open challenge out there for him. I mean, I literally have no opponent for him at this time. So it, it is certainly an open challenge. Yeah. Um, reach out to Dom if uh, you're looking to step up because I mean it's it is open <coughs> we don't really uh, have a willing participant as of right now to uh, get in there with uh, Isaiah Broner uh, but yeah, he is safe booked. to say 99 problems isn't going to uh, hit over the speakers for oh, this no. oh no I, okay. <laughs> I might not even show up uh, to be honest <laughs> with you but uh, yeah I don't uh I don't know who he's going to wrestle. I mean, this is not, this isn't a tease either. <laughs> it's not, you know, the, it's also not get our hopes up a little bit too much. Uh, we were, uh, we did have to shuffle the card around, like I said earlier. Um, so, you know, things are, things are fluid, much like, uh, the Baker Mayfield roster situation. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, opponent for, for Isaiah Broner for this Thursday is, is, is fluid. There's a lot of moving parts going on. So, uh, um, sport, Sports guy John Thorne you like visiting that? us here on the podcast. You yeah, like we, that? <laughs> did you listen to uh, Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski talk recently? Huh? 
I don't know where the fuck I pulled that one out of, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what they constantly say about the Baker Mayfield situation. Uh, so it's fluid. There you go. It's the Isaiah Broner open challenge, also a fluid situation. Could be. I mean, uh, it just could be. I mean, you could be sorely disappointed by who he's going to end up wrestling on Thursday, or you could be excited. I don't know. I mean, I honestly have no idea who he's going to wrestle yet this Thursday. Here's the thing. I, I don't know that people are necessarily disappointed in Isaiah Broner matchups, right? Because if it's somebody that comes out and people are like, oh, this is going to be really good. Or it's going to be somebody that comes out and everybody's going to be like, oh, he is going to just beat the shit out of him. And I'm going to love it. It's typically how it goes with, with our audience and Isaiah Broner. Uh, We're going to They see. love whatever he does. So, Well, I got... Uh... We're recording this Monday, so we got about two and a half days to figure it out. So, all right, there you go. Uh, I know this is already going to be a question. Uh, are we what's the word streaming live from the Winchester this Thursday? Yes, yes. <laughs> I believe everything streams live except for um, shows at the Tadmore Shrine, they are live to tape and they try to get them up as soon as possible. But the Winchester and the Odeon shows, <coughs> I believe, are always going to stream live. Um, and then, you know, other venues are certainly questionable. There you go. So if you're curious to see all these matches and to see how the Cybernetico matchup actually goes down, you can watch it live this Thursday on IWTV. Uh, some tickets still do remain for the, the Winchester. Am I correct? In saying that? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty low amount that's still available. Um, okay. Based on how packed it was last time, we like scaled it back as far as availability for this show. So, um, I would say, you know, uh, we'll probably move about 25 more. Okay. All right, there you go. Shop.aiwrestling.com if you want to get those tickets, folks. Uh, for everyone else, yeah. If you haven't spent your $9.99 a month, if you've got that to fit into the budget, I encourage you to do so, especially because, look, this month in particular, uh, as we told you, the Tadmore Shrine shows aren't live, but they are up very shortly after. Uh, so for 10 bucks this month, you can get two Brand new AIW shows. You're going to stream live this week on IWTV. And then May 21st is Gauntlet for the Gold at the Tadmore Shrine. Shortly thereafter, if you're unable to make it to Akron, Ohio, you get to watch that on IWTV. So that's a so well, that's guess, a hell of a deal. I guess I should give an update on that too. Um, yeah. All, all premium tickets are sold out for Gauntlet for the Gold. Um, okay. We released an additional fourth row and it is already gone. Um, so all that is remaining is GA, which, you know, I would act quick, um, <clears throat> as far as if you want to attend live, um, we are, you know, uh, still weeks out and it is, um, looking like a pretty hot ticket. So, uh, I would certainly act sooner than later. Same thing for the Winchester this Thursday, honestly. I mean, like I said, uh, we're we're looking to move about 25 more tickets. So, uh, yeah, but that gauntlet show, I mean, with weeks to go, is 
it's it's a monster. <laughs> it's looking like a monster. All right. So, uh, you know, it, I, and, you know, honestly, you know, we did have <coughs> a lot of those carryover tickets for sure. Uh, we did. But uh, we released, you know, additional rows and, and, and those went almost instantly. Um, so only general admission available. Um, much like uh, the Odeon was rocking for Eyes of the Beast, <coughs> it felt like the last Tadmore show was a little lighter than what we've had in the past. And uh, we are looking to fill that place to capacity uh, on May the 21st. And I wholeheartedly think that we can do it. Hell yeah. There you go, folks. Uh, and then again, this Thursday, about 25 tickets uh, left to go for Cybernetico de Mayo. Uh, a lot to be intrigued by on this card. Go to shop.aiwrestling.com if you want to come to Lakewood, Ohio and watch a show in person at the Winchester. If you can't make it to the Winchester in Lakewood, Again, watch it on IWTV. We will be streaming live this Thursday night, uh, 7.30 bell time. Yeah, 7.30. There you go, 7.30 bell time. So uh, set your your clocks, your watch, whatever. Synchronize, your, synchronize your watches. Synchronize your watches and your, your calendars for this Thursday if you're going to watch it via IWTV. And if you've yet to sign up for IWTV, just like I told you at the top of the show, go to independentwrestling.tv, use the code ABSOLUTE so they know that we sent you and subscribe for just $9.99 a month. Yeah, I think that, you know, that's the big goal. And um, I know that IWTV is <coughs> slowly adding more to the archive, you know, from the archive uh, available on the service. Um, I would really love if we could double uh, where we're at now as far as monthly hours viewed. I won't, you know, get into all that, uh, you know, analytical things, but I really think that we could double it. Uh, that's the goal um, going forward, you know, especially with <coughs> like this month, you're going to get two, you're going to get two shows um, uh, with, you know, if we can keep the momentum going as far as live attendance, you know, building our hours viewed and, you know, our IWTV and, you know, smart work video numbers back up, um, I think is the next big goal. Um, but that goal, you know, is contingent on we continue the live event attendance momentum. You know, it's kind of multifaceted thing um, to try to keep you know, both things climbing it's, and it's, it's hard to juggle and, and keep both numbers climbing, but, uh, I think we can do it. I think, um, you know, or even with this podcast, our, our, our numbers are, uh, way back up, uh, <coughs> compared to where they were throughout the pandemic. Um, so, you know, we appreciate the support. We hope you continue to support us because we have a very ambitious, uh, second half of the year coming up, especially the summer. There is a lot going on and there's a lot of exciting stuff um, planned for the summer. All right, John Thorne, only with this uh, because we talked about streaming and streaming numbers. The last time we spoke was a couple of weeks ago before eyes of the beast. It was the week of going into it. You said you had a goal in mind for uh, the stream numbers. Did you, 
Um, to be honest, I, I, I did not inquire. <laughs> I was so excited right. with how everything went. I forgot. I forgot, honestly. Well, that's, you know what? Maybe that's for the best so that you could keep the excitement rolling into this week. You could check and we'll get that answer another day. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Anything else you want to mention about this? No, I mean, I'm just, uh, I'm excited. I hope that, uh, we, do, we do, uh, sell those remaining few tickets for the Winchester. They did double book the room and they forgot and they tried to get us to move the date after we already started selling tickets. <laughs> and I said, no. <laughs> so we do, you know, we do have to have a, a nice showing for the Winchester because I mean, it was their mistake, but. You know, yeah. Don't want them to to regret uh, sticking with us and not the not the tour that uh, they uh, <laughs> had to decline. Um, so, yeah, come on out Thursday. I hope uh, I hope it all turns out well. All right, there you have it, folks. Gave you all the details before. No need to do it again. But uh, we hope to see you, or at the very least, you see us this Thursday from the Winchester uh, for. AIW owner John Thorne. My name is Steve Guy. For anyone we don't see or talk to this week, we'll talk to you next time right here on The Card is Going to Change.